You know, a couple days ago, I guess it was last week, I'm out in the shop and I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm filming, you know, some stuff, setting up some cameras and everything. And, and my uh, 12-year-old son, he's like, hey, dad, do you think you're ever going to run out of things to like make videos on or talk about with dirt bikes? And I looked at him, I'm like, no, I don't think I'm ever going to <laughs> because there's always something more to learn. There's always something more to, uh, you know, kind of nuance and, and figure out in this sport. And I'm constantly learning things. I mean, give me an example. A couple weeks ago, I'm out, I'm out riding. Um, I'm out riding with my buddy Kevin, and I'm on my Beta. He's on his Sherco, and I've had Shercos in the past. I've had two different Shercos back in 2017. And I step over onto his Sherco, and immediately I was like, wait, 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 wait. Something is different here. And I don't know if it's just because I'm getting to the point now where I've got enough time on the bikes and stuff. I'm not a great rider. I, I, you know, half the time I go out, I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> the weakest link. But I get on the bike, and I'm like, something is different. I look down, and I notice his foot pegs are different. His pegs don't have this up camber to them, you know, and I'm, and they're, they're basically flat. And the way it made me feel when I was riding the bike is just like, wow, it felt like my feet were gonna, you know, fall off of it at, at all times. And and I come home, I start looking at my bikes that I've got in the shop and I've got, you know, five different bikes right now. It's kind of too many bikes to have, but that's what I've got right now. And I look at them and all of the pegs have this upward camber to them. They're not level. They all have an upward camber. The Yamaha has it. The KTM has it. The Beta has it. Um, all the different bikes, they've all got it now. And I realized, oh my gosh, look, here's just this other thing that is now coming into my consciousness about dirt bikes is like, hey, look, the camber, uh, uh, i.e. the angle at which the foot pegs come out of the frame really makes a big difference as far as feel on the bike. And there, there's whole industries where there's foot pegs. And obviously, I've known about foot pegs and I've had you know, some aftermarket foot pegs and I'm testing some right now. In fact, I'm testing some foot pegs. That was the catalyst. It was like, Hey, look, I got these foot pegs that I'm supposed to be testing on my desk over here. Let's install them. The reason why I'm talking about foot pegs is because this, this podcast isn't even about foot pegs today. This podcast is going to be about handlebars. But the point is there is like a million little things. And, and when we first get started in dirt bikes, it's like, we don't know what we don't know. And I still am in that category. I still don't know what I don't know. And when I find out things that I pr were previously unknown to me, it's like this almost like rush of adrenaline. It's like this uh, you know, little shot that I get where it's like, oh, wow, my eyes are open all of a sudden. And now you can't even think about anything else. You're like, oh, my goodness. And now I'm looking at all types of foot pegs. I'm looking at how, they, how they're on the bike. And, and now I'm starting to key in a little bit more on the handlebars too. So today I want to talk about handlebars. First things first, if you want to support Dirt Bike Channel, one of the best ways you can do that is by actually using my links for Rocky Mountain ATV, Motosport, and Amazon. Specifically, I want to push those links for Rocky Mountain ATV. I have them in the link usually of these podcasts, but that's kind of a horrible place for you to get them in, in podcast descriptions. So if you go to my website, there's a links up on the top of dirtbikechannel.com. Top right, it says links. You go there, and there's le these links that can take you to all these different you know, list that I have with Rocky Mountain ATV is all you have to do is click on those links. You can even bookmark it if you want. And then, or any of those links, there's like a little reference code at the back of the URL, like the very end of it, all the way to the right. When the page loads with, with Rocky Mountain ATV, that pretty much goes, goes away pretty much immediately. But then anything you purchase after that within a day or two, 
gives me credit. That helps to support my family, helps to support the podcast and everything else that we're doing. So please thank you or please do that. And thank you so much if you already are. Um, Also rate and review these podcasts. And if you have ideas for future podcast episodes, let me know. Send me an email, kyle at dirtbikechannel.com and um, I'll take a look at it. So it's always good to get uh, podcast episode ideas from you guys, the viewers out there. Hopefully everybody is doing well with uh, as kind of the the school year comes to a close here. It's May 20th when I'm looking at this. It was on my to-do list today to get a podcast out. So I looked over my long list of podcast episodes and I'm like, you know what? Last week, I spent a bunch of time on handlebars. I should probably do a podcast about that. I know, how, I, know I had some questions about it and I just learned so much about handlebars last week that, you know, and it's hard for me. I don't even know exactly how to put this into a YouTube video. I'm really, I'm really kind of struggling with how to do it but I figured a podcast would be a perfect way for me to kind of share the story of what happened last week with you guys and share some of the key insights that I learned. So a couple of weeks ago, um, a gentleman reached out to me with, uh, he's, he's got a, he's got a new company. It's uh, Phoenix handlebars. So, um, Jason Gerald and hopefully, yeah, <laughs> Jason Gerald, he uh, started a company Phoenix handlebars and I love his idea his idea and his passion, he's, he's been in the motorsport, you know, the dirt bike industry for a long time. And his passion is let's take some of the voodoo magic out of like selecting a new handlebar. Um, and so basically what he said, he's like, and I noticed it too. If you go look for like, try to shop for a handlebar, it's, it's crazy because you don't know what you're getting. You're like, Oh, here's the, here's the Henry, Henry Reed bend. And here's the Ricky Carmichael bend. And here's this bend. And here's that bend. But it doesn't, you don't even know what you're getting. You don't know how tall it is. It's like, you don't know how to shop for them. It's hard. Go to Rocky mountain ATV right now and try to like shop for a handlebar. You're, you're, you're buying handlebars based on some racers or some riders name. You don't know what the sweep is. You don't know how tall it is. You don't really know anything about it. And so it's just kind of a little bit of a joke in my opinion. And so Jason was like, Hey, I'm going to just pick one handlebar and then we're going to leave that sweep and that bend and whatever. And then we're just going to make it lower and taller. So we'll have a 70 millimeter band. We'll have an 80 millimeter band a night, or I shouldn't say that a 70 millimeter rise, 80 millimeter rise, 90 millimeter rise and a hundred millimeter rise. And I'm like, that's super sweet. Um, and so basically what I did, what I did is I just went and I ordered all four bars from him. He sells them for like 88 bucks. I ordered an 80, a, I mean a 70, the lowest one, an 80, a 90 and a 100 millimeter rise. I just ordered them all. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to give myself a $400, um, course on dirt bike handlebars and see if I can see what I can learn and see what I see if I can figure out what I like. And and so that's that's uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. They came last week, and I spent two full days working on this. And um, it's a little bit of a daunting task because you got to take all your controls off. You just it's not just like oh I'm just going to go test this. By the time you take all your controls, electric start, throttle, clutch, brake, uh, kill switch, um, and I don't even run like full wrap handguards. That would be even way worse. By the time you take all that stuff off put the new bar on and put it all back on and get it all, you know, adjusted properly. You're like 25 minutes. (laughs) Obviously you can do it maybe a little faster, maybe 15 minutes, but it takes time to do all of that stuff, you know, and bar ends and different things, you know, that you've got going on. And so, um, 
that what I did, what I did the first time, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to put the lowest bar on there, his 70 millimeter bar. Um, and I'm just going to go, you know, try that. So I put it on there and I put it in a neutral position and I sit on the bike and immediately I'm like, wow, this feels so much different. These handlebars are so much closer to me than what I'm used to. When I say a neutral position on your handlebars, you'll have like demarcation markings on them. If you take your bar pad off, which your bar pad has to be off to change your handlebars. But if you look at your bars, they've got kind of like little lines that kind of show you where the center of the bar is and, and like where the center of the bend is. I typically have always run my handlebars pretty much in a neutral position where it was just like, you know, this is kind of like the zero position. It's not tipped forward. It's not tipped back. And I've tried to run all my bikes that way, but every bar is slightly different. At least a lot of the bars are slightly different. Necken or Pro Taper or, you know, Renthal or whatever. And there's all these different bends that they can have. And I got looking at his bars, you know, the, that I ordered from him, my bars for the Phoenix bars. And I had all four of them. And I spent like an hour and a half just kind of looking at them on the bench and like analyzing them and trying to figure out what the bend was and what the purpose of it was and all these things. And I'm, I'm then comparing it to my, st- I decided my test bike, my test bed was going to be my 2020 KTM 250XC because I love that bike. It's kind of like my, right now it's like my go-to bike for doing all the reviews because I'm very, very comfortable with that bike and I know how it feels. I know how it reacts. And so I'm testing the foot pegs on that bike. I'm testing tires on that bike. I'm testing now these handlebars on that bike. So I take the handlebars off the bike and I immediately notice that the uh, Phoenix bars have a much more swept back uh, sweep to them, meaning they come back closer to the rider. Um, and so just envision that. Like I'm, lo- I'm noticing that on the bench before, you know, on my, my workbench before I even put them on the bike. And then I put that 70 millimeter bar on the bike. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is like a lot closer to me. It's, it's low. It's not crazy low, but it's a lot closer to me because the bars sweep backwards more. And that puts my hands further behind the forks. And I decide, you know what? I want to take a picture, pictures of all of these, take reference photos of all of these. So I basically set up the bike in my shop and I have the bike so it can't move back. And it's right up against, you know, a, a bench. And then I put a, a tripod with my camera and I, I tape it down so it can't move. And I basically take a bunch of reference photos to look and see how tall the bars are, how far back they sweep and all this stuff. And so I, I spend several hours with my son just taking reference photos of the bars in neutral position, uh, the, the new Phoenix bars in neutral position and the new Phoenix bars in a rolled forward position to get them a little bit further away from me because that's one of the things that I, I just don't, I'm just not comfortable when my hands are too close to me on the bike. I feel like I need to open up that rider triangle, if you will. It's one of the things that I do with all of my bikes. If, if you can get a bike that has, a lot of bikes will have like multiple spots to put your handlebars in the triple clamps. Or if they don't have that, you'll have like an offset mount. So you take your handlebars off and you can kind of like turn the mount around, the handlebar mount around to move them forward and get them more centered with the actual forks um, of your bike. And so I do that a lot. So I was noticing with these Phoenix bars, they were swept back so much. I'm like, I'm going to try them in a rolled forward position in addition to their neutral position. And I'm just like kind of wigging out about where my hands are. And then as the, as the bends get higher, 70 millimeter, 80 millimeter, 90 millimeter, hundred millimeter, because 
they don't go straight up because your your forks and everything are on a it's coming back on an angle the higher the bar gets the not only does it get higher up in the bike but it also gets closer to you and so it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting thing to to notice and especially when you look at the pictures that you've taken all these reference photos that you've taken you start to spend some time analyzing that and you're like wow this makes a huge difference so i go out there and i start riding and i went up to this like little uh, section of trail where there's like this little track that i've been putting a bunch of laps in and i've probably put you know, a hundred laps up there. It takes me about a minute, 40 seconds to do a lap. Um, and I've been, you know, trying to get my lap times down and just build up stamina where I'll do 15 laps straight on as, you know, as fast as I can go. It takes me about 25 minutes and I've been doing a bunch of laps up there. So I was familiar with the terrain. I'm familiar with the bike. Um, and I take the lowest bar that he's got the 70 millimeter rise and I roll it forward and I'm looking at it on the reference photos and everything. And I'm like, this is about as close to the stock position where I'm used to this 20, this 2020 KTM 250 XC. It's about as, uh, equal as I can get it where I'm using the lowest bar and then I'm rolling it forward a little bit. And by the reference photos, it was very, very close. And I felt very, very good. Right? Well, I did a few laps with it like that. And then I'm like, I'm going to roll these bars back and put them in the stock position. So or I mean, in the in the neutral position, and you would think, well, you're going to have a lot of weight down on the on the front wheel because the bars are now going to be lower, and I could definitely tell that the bars were a little bit lower. Uh, but the issue was they were closer back towards my hips. What that did is it immediately shifted my weight back. So just because uh, now I've got low bars, but because they sweep back towards me then it just, I try to like get away, I get my hands away from me. And that what that does is it shifts my butt back. I wasn't comfortable first off within that position. And it just shifts my weight back. I go and I try to do some laps. I tuck the wheel two times in two laps or two times in three laps. I had only tucked the wheel and gone down like once or twice in a couple of months on this track. It's got kind of some blown out corners and stuff. And then all of a sudden with my weight shifted back, boom, I am tucking the wheel twice in three laps. And I'm going, okay, that really does show me that I've taken some weight off the front wheel. I'm still trying to take these corners at the same speed and the same angle. And all of a sudden I'm washing my front end out. And it was like, wow, light bulb goes off. It's like, okay, look, just because my bar is low, because I've always had people tell me, and I've read different things from Rich Lafferty and different uh, you know, trainers and Shane Watts and stuff where it's like you want a low bar so that you keep the weight on the front wheel. We don't want to put bar risers on your bike unless you're like 6'3 or whatever because when you start raising the bars up, it shifts your weight back. You know, it's, It makes it easier to stand up on the bike. And yeah, if you put bar risers on your bike, if you've got really tall bars, it makes it easy for you to stand up because now your back can be straight and it's more comfortable. The problem is it takes weight off the front wheel. And when you take weight off the front wheel, you lose traction. Okay. So every rider is different. Everyone's going to have, you know, weight the bike differently and have different preferences and different things that they like. But just generally speaking, taking weight off the front wheel is not good for your handling. Obviously, if you're going out through the sand or whatever, and you want the front wheel to just kind of be able to go and, and, you know, you'll shift your weight back if you're in a sand, you know, section or whatever, so that the, the bike can just kind of flow. But when you want traction and you want to be able to corner, you want to get some weight down on that front wheel. 
And so it was just super eye-opening to me when I put these, quote, lowest bars that I had of the four that I bought, when I put that on there, I still wasn't getting the benefit of the bars being down low because they were swept so far back towards me that it shifted my weight back. And now I'm not in a good, you know, a good way. So I go back and of course, at that moment, uh, I also get a flat on the rear tire. (laughs) So it'd been so long since I've got, since I'd had a flat. It'd been months since I had a flat and then I get a flat. And so I'm like, oh, I got to go home and I change this. And then they look at how long it had the front tire on there. I'm like, this front tire has been on the bike for 26 hours. Okay. I'm going to replace the front tire too. So then I'm like, I'm going to start another test where I'm going to, re- I'm going to be testing this new tire, um, and the new rear tire. So I'm testing the rear tire. I'm testing the pegs. I'm testing the, the, uh, the, the handlebars all at the same time. And it was just really, really eye-opening. I go back and I, I start trying some of the other bars. I went to go put the tallest bar on the bike and I found out that with the way that the bend was, I couldn't even get all my controls on the bike because they spend so much of the time with the handlebars. So much of the rise in the handlebars is used up and to get it taller that by the time it flattens out for your controls, I couldn't put my throttle on and my uh, clutch perch on or my, my right, my front brake on, I couldn't do it. There wasn't enough room. So I'm stepped down to the 90 millimeter bar, which has a little bit, you know, it isn't rising quite as far. So there's a little bit more room for where the flat spot, where the controls are. So I was able to put my, put the bike together with the 90 millimeter rise. So it's going to be 20 millimeters quote taller than the other, than the bar that I had on there previously. I spend some time and I'm like, look, I don't have enough room to have my electric start right next to the throttle because of the way it all works. So I put the way that it looked on the bike is I had electric start kind of on the bend of the bar. And then I've got my right, and then on the right is as far in as I can. I've got my right brake, you know, my right brake perch there and then my throttle on. And then I put it all together and I go out and I put that in the, um, you know, in the kind of the neutral position and I go out there and I ride the bike and I, I'm just like, I'm just not, I don't even get to like my track. I'm, I'm noticing that I am not able to just hold any corner because it shifted my, it was super comfortable to stand up on the bike. Cause I'm like standing straight up and I feel free and easy and everything. But as soon as I had any corners, I just couldn't make the corners because I had no weight on the front wheel. And so this is in the, this is in the neutral position. So then I try rolling it forward and that opens up my rider cockpit a little bit, but I still, but then the bars are so high, I'm still not able to put enough weight on the front wheel. It was really, really eye opening. So then I go back and I try the 80 millimeter. So I've, I've tried all the, uh, or actually I didn't even try the 80 millimeter at that point. I go back and I put my stock bars back on the bike. This is on day two. So it's, it's all these, it's all these hours of looking at it, spending the time, putting the bars on, going out, trying and just trying different things in different positions where they're rolled forward, rolled back, all these different things. So then I'm like, I start looking at the photos and I'm like, you know what, what I want to do, I'm going to go back to the stock bar because it doesn't sweep back so much. And I'm going to roll it forward just ever so slightly because what I want to do is open up that rider cockpit. I don't want to get any higher, but with the stock bar on the KTM. So what I noticed was the stock bar with the KTM, I think it's the neck and bar. It doesn't sweep back hardly at all. It's kind of like a flat bar. It doesn't sweep very much. And it's just kind of, and, and then the other thing is I got looking at my beta and my Yamaha and they all had very similar bars. So it was interesting because the Phoenix bar, it swept back further than all of the other bars, right? So the beta 
was very similar to the Yamaha and the Yamaha was very similar to the KTM. They all came with bars that didn't sweep back very far. And I'm like, that's pretty much what I'm used to. Every bike is a little bit different. And here's the thing. If you take, and I've known this before, but it just drove the point home even more this last week. You should probably play around with how with rolling your bars forward or backwards in in that bar mount because it will make it could potentially make all the difference in the world to you. We did this one time where I was I was riding with my buddy Sam and I was on I think I was on my 2019 250XE and he was on his 2018 250XE which used to be my bike and I'd set them both up and we went riding with you know with each other and we swapped bikes. And both of us, as soon as I got back on, I'm riding my 2019, as soon as I got on his 2018, first thing I was like, is like, whoa, this bike runs a little better because my 18, I just got that 18 tuned a little bit better than the 19. The second thing I noticed though, is that the bars felt like a little bit weirder. And Sam noticed the same thing. We come to a stop after five minutes of riding and he's like, hey, dude, I like the way your front end feels. And I'm like, you know what it is? I think we need to roll your bars forward just a little bit. So we take just a second, roll the bars forward just ever so slightly. I'm talking like one degree, probably, you know, if you, if you looked at your, your bar rolling as, you know, 180 degrees is, is like flipped all the way over. I'm talking about one degree. And then it just kind of opened up the cockpit of that bike just by a millimeter or two. And it made it feel so much more uh, natural. Now everyone's going to want something different. So what I like, you might not like, and vice versa. The point of this is I'm saying, Hey, go out there and look at exactly where your bars are. Take your bar pad off, uh, take your dirt bike channel bar pad off or your neck and bar pad off or whatever, and look and see on those demarcation marks where the bar is adjusted. Now on your next ride, go out there and adjust it just a little bit forward or a little bit back and just see if you can tell a difference. I bet that you can, and it's going to be awesome. Now, my hope with this whole thing was that I was going to find a bar manufacturer where I could just like um, say, hey, look, you have uh, bent your bars or whatever, and you want to try something different. You want to get a new bar that isn't all bent up. And I was hoping that the Phoenix bar would be that one that I could recommend to you. And, and it is a quality, quality bar. What I'm hoping that they'll do is that they'll get a bar that doesn't have as much sweep back. Because if, if, all, if, if I could get a bar that was really, really similar to what my stock bar was, but then I just, uh, I just picked the height on it, that would be the ultimate thing. Because then you can be like, look, um, I wanted it just a touch taller, so I'm going to get this 80 millimeter bar and, and whatnot. Well, the point, the, what I found was I didn't like the bend, the, the sweep back on those bars. You might, but I, I didn't love it. And so um, I'm hoping and I encourage them, hey, if you can figure out how to do this and, and uh, you know, small companies and it's hard to get capital and it's hard to do these things. But if you could get a bar, if you could offer a bar that doesn't have as much sweep back, I'd be all over that. Because here's the thing, you know, you're making a quality product and, and this isn't rocket science as far as like how strong the bar is and all this stuff. I, I totally believe that you're making you, the factories that you're making this in are making a quality bar that isn't going to bend and all this stuff. I just want it to have a little bit different shape. And as soon as that happens, if it doesn't sweep back so far, then let me know. And I'd love to help you sell some of these things because I believe in you. I believe in your idea. I believe in all this stuff. I want to simplify this down for some people. Um, the thing is, the other thing that I learned is just pay attention to where your bars are in relationship to the top of your forks. I don't want to have my hands 
too far back behind the forks because I feel like it just kind of cramps me in the cockpit and then shifts my weight back. Shifting your weight back, obviously we talked about that can be detrimental to your handling. So it was a, it was a really cool project um, for me to do. And yeah, it cost me about 400 bucks because that's what it was. And then it cost me a day and a half, but it's like, and you know, I kind of like got my own little education. I still don't know a ton about how handlebars are built or what makes a good bar, (laughs) what makes a bad bar, but it just opened my eyes to paying more attention to what's going on with my bars. And I'm going to be looking at every bar on every bike that I buy now and pay closer and closer attention to how high they are, how much they're sweeping back, how flat the bend is. That was the other thing is I noticed that with these Phoenix bars, it almost made my KTM handguards look like kind of droopy down because of the way that the bend happened. Um, and so it's just, there's all these little nuances that happen when you're, when you're putting these parts on, on bikes, but it was a good, it was a great learning experience for me. And again, I don't know how I'm going to even do that on a YouTube video. I'm not sure that it really, I'm not even sure it it works for a YouTube video, you know, because I'm not even telling you, Hey, go run out and go buy these bars. It's a super awesome company. Really, really nice guy. I believe in what he's doing. I just didn't love the actual bend of the bar and he only has the one bend. He does them for one and an eight, one and an eighth bars and he does them for seven, eighths bars. So you should go check out his website. Um, and just see, I think it's phoenixbars.com. I'm not exactly sure. Phoenixhandlebars.com is what it is. Phoenix Handlebars, um, really cool guy. And I, I like his idea. Um, anyway, and maybe you'll like the bend of the bar more than I did. So, and bars aren't super expensive. We're talking like 88, 89, 89 or whatever, you know, $90 for, for the bar. So you're not going to be out a ton if you end up not liking it. I bought four of them and I still like them and I, and and they're not even on my bike. So, but I did get that kind of education. It's kind of funny because, you know, going back to what my son said, are you ever going to run out of things to talk about or whatever? And I just don't really think that there is the day that I run out of things to talk about. I just need to shut it all down, shut down the YouTube channel, shut down the podcast. But there's a myriad of subjects that, you know, refresh every year you can revisit and you learn new things and you grow And that is, you know, one of the things that's kept me going in the sport all this time is there's just, there's always some new avenue, you know, you can get a little faster, you can get a little bit more precise, you can get a little bit more technical, you can, you know, build the skill and learn how to do, you know, this double blip. And it's funny because the things, the things I'm doing now, like I, I did a lot of like log hopping years ago and and rock hopping and stuff. And now I'm just kind of changing how I do that now. I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to use this different technique to get over that log or that rock and change things up. And it's almost like I'm relearning stuff, relearning how to walk, relearning how to ride all the time. And just these cool little nuances to riding that, that really keep me coming back. And if, if you guys can relate, um, you know, we're pretty blessed in this sport to just kind of have something, kind of have an outlet to, um, our creative side and outlet to the side of us that wants to progress and become better. And that's really, those are the things that keep me coming back for dirt bikes. So I will, uh, eventually be doing another, uh, once I figured out with the foot pegs that I was talking about, I'm going to do maybe a podcast on those and definitely a YouTube video for those. If I can figure out how to make that work. Um, 
I, the foot pegs that I'm testing are the Fastway Air EXT or Pro, something like that, Air XT, EXT Pro or whatever. They've got kind of like the ankle saver thing on the back, you know, with the little protrusion out there. I was a little bit worried that those might, you know, kind of get in the way, you know, if you were doing some steep downhills or something like that. So far, I haven't had an experience where it, it does get in the way. So I'm pretty excited about that. So that is what I have for you guys. Again, um, thank you to everyone who rates and reviews this podcast. Please do that. If you take a second, you can rate it, you can review it. Um, and also, um, if you're listening to this before June 15th of 2020, I didn't even mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but I am giving away three different dirt bikes. Um, these dirt bike channel sweepstakes, the way this works is every $5 you spend on my website, dirtbikechannel.com. When we're doing a sweepstakes, it gets you entered into the drawing for those bikes. Uh, yes, the whole point of that is to make money with those is to pay for the next bike review. So these three bikes I'm giving away now will be the, the, the proceeds that I make off that will be the ones, you know, the proceeds that I go out and I buy the next bikes with for the review and then for the subsequent reviews. And then I'll give those bikes away later in the year. I'm kind of doing this in two, like biannually. So I do two different sweepstakes a year for the last couple of years. Um, and it varies. Sometimes I'm giving away one bike. Sometimes I'm giving away two bikes. This time I'm giving away three bikes just to kind of keep it fun and just give it back. I'm not, I'm just trying to pour the money I put into this company. I mean, the money that comes into this company from, you know, YouTube ad revenue or whatever, I'm just putting it all back in. I'm not taking money for myself. I'm not like going on vacations like I, you know, or anything like that. And we're just living, me and my family are just living our lives the same way that we have been for the last 15 years. I, I live in the same house that I did um, 12 years ago, 11 years ago when we bought it. If property would like come down, I'd love to get, I'd love to sell this house or keep this house and get a property where I don't have neighbors so close to me. I love my neighbors, but I just wish that I had more property. I don't want a bigger house, but I want more land to be on. So anyway, we are trying to uh, be responsible and trying to live through these COVID times. Um, yeah, reach out to me if you've got any ideas for a future podcast. Kyle at dirtbikechannel.com. And until next time, let's leave a single track. Thanks.